something is bubbling among women today. Women crave honest stories that entertain, motivate, and move them. Women want reinforcement that they are not alone in feeling the way that they do and that they can feel good about their prospects. Stories and Strategies for Women podcast will share riveting stories about amazing women. I'm your host, Claudine Walk. A good story well told is powerful. A good story can motivate. A good story can inspire action. Claudine here. We are very excited to welcome a new sponsor. It's iBobs at iBobs.com. I discovered iBobs years ago when I needed readers. If I needed to wear glasses, I wanted them to be fun to wear and fun to buy. iBobs fits the bill and makes buying glasses super easy. Wondering what frames look the best on you? Check out the style quiz on the site to help you find the perfect frames. I love my latest pair called What Inheritance? A cool light blue color, but my go-to favorite pair is called Clearly in Purple. See, even the names are fun. iBobs is offering a special discount for stories and strategies for women listeners. Enter promo code STORIES AND STRAT10, spell the end, at the checkout to receive a 10% discount today. That's iBobs.com. Welcome to Stories and Strategies for Women. This episode of Stories and Strategies for Women is a little different. I have a friend, Phyllis Mitchell, who is a medium and a reader, and she has her own podcast. It's called Psychic Connection, and she asked me to do an interview with her. So I flipped things around a little bit, and Phyllis did an interview of me on Psychic Connection podcast, and I thought it'd be fun to play it here too at Stories and Strategies for Women. Hope you enjoy it. It is the story of how I started Stories and Strategies, but what's probably more interesting is some of the back and forth we go through to talk about creating a book. So if you are an aspiring author and you're looking to perhaps publish a book, this might just be the podcast for you. In any case, I hope you enjoy it and we will see you next time on Stories and Strategies. Hi everyone, welcome to Psychic Connection, Collaboration Over Competition. And today it's my pleasure to introduce you to Claudine Walk. Hi Claudine. Hey Phyllis, how are you? Good, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. Well, I love to jump right in. So let's start with the first question. Now, I know women multitask and we're known to do that. But boy, you're such an example of that because you multitask with different professions. So you're an accountant, a writer, a radio station host of Let's Talk on WDVR FM 89.7, and you host your own podcast, Stories and Strategies for Women. So I'm going to ask the age-old question, how do you juggle it all? Oh, there is a re- there is an actual answer to that question, and and it, it isn't uh, too much of a mystery, really. My my children all left. <laughs> that makes it easier, right? <laughs> yeah. So once once my my youngest went off to college, that's when I decided I'm going to take a little time to do something that I've always wanted to do. So I had the accounting job part time. 
I, you know, was dabbling in uh, the other the other areas. And I decided, hey, I'd like to get into radio and I happened upon WDVR in right. Surgeonsville, New Jersey, which is a uh, wonderful radio station. It's been around for 30 years plus based on a suggestion from my husband. And I decided to volunteer because everyone there is a volunteer. It's a not-for-profit right. station. Right. And, you know, I went in for a couple of... Uh, couple of uh, issues they they needed some help with with Excel and that was kind of where my strengths were oh, right. Definitely being an accountant. Yeah. exactly and they said well what would you like to, what would you like to do eventually with the radio and I said oh I'd like to be a, a host and they said well you know that that's probably going to take a lot of time but you know we'll, we'll we'll try to get your needs met there and and they did and they hooked me up with another um, broadcaster and I watched her and she taught me and uh, you know, within a couple months, they said, hey, we have this opening. So that's how I started with Let's Talk. So yeah, didn't know anything, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know anything about it, but just just loved it. So everything kind of sprung from there. Right. But you're such a natural. You know, oh. on your radio show. And I don't know, it, it just comes like effortlessly. I think to you, you ask these great questions and you interject and, you know, interact very well. Um, I don't know. I think it's part part of your calling. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Definitely. So, yeah. So another part of your calling, right, is definitely you created a new podcast, Stories and Strategies for Women. So just tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. Stories and Strategies for Women started uh, a couple months ago, uh, in the new year, probably, I'd say, maybe a couple before Christmas. And I just had this idea that I like to interview and I also like to read, and I love to meet new people and talk to experts about what they're good at. And there's so many women who are experts in different areas that I thought, you know what, I, I want to kind of share what I'm learning with other women and hope that they take what they need from it. I didn't want it to be anything judgy because I was finding when I was listening to other podcasts or interviews that the host was saying, this is what you should get out of this, and maybe introducing it that way. And and I, I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to get out of it when I need to get out of it. And I thought, if I'm going to do a podcast, I right. wanted to have that same thing. I wanted, I wanted people to get what they need to get from it at the time that they need to get it and the time they need to hear it. So basically, I'm just introducing the audience to other people who are experts in certain areas that women find interesting in general, at least I do. And, yeah, and I hope, Oh, you do too. Oh, good. Yeah, and, I love podcasts. Yeah. Because we're all, you know, trying to learn and grow and develop and, and, and be our best selves. And That's I think true. women are really positive about their prospects and uh, sharing some of this information maybe would motivate someone to action or not action, you know, because that's that's also a decision, the, the decision not to act. Not to. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. So I don't know, the way you're describing it kind of reminds me a little of what Oprah always tried to do, right, <laughs> on her shows. You know, talk to different experts and um, give people, you know, topics that uh, they all, you know, had an interest in. And then you take, um, you know, what you get out of it. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's that's the God Oprah. Wow. I mean, I wish. Oh, definitely. And you know how much of a natural she is. I, I feel, you know, again, you're such a natural. Thank and, you. Um, you really, you know, formatted it uh, very well. And you have very interesting people, you know, that are on. 
Yeah. Thank you. You know, I look forward to each one. Oh, thank you so much. You know, one of the the reasons that I think I'm I'm interested in asking questions is because my mother used to call me Curious George. I I asked a lot of questions from the time I was a little kid. And I'd be like, well, why, mom? Well, why this and why that? And the poor woman, you know, working full time, going to school at night because she wanted to get her degree. And she didn't obviously have the opportunity before she started having babies. Right. Um, and also, you know, cooking a three-course dinner every night, you know, the meat, the starch, the vegetable, right. every night. I don't know how she did it. And here I am while she's at the stove saying, why, Mom? Why this? Why that? What's this? What's that? So I think that's why, because I just have a, a genuine curiosity, curiosity of why yeah. things are the way they are or yeah. maybe how they could be different. And I love to learn. Yeah, I mean, let's learn. Wow. I don't know. Again, it's a natural, definitely a natural. So uh, I think definitely part of your calling. Thank you. Yeah. But what made you get into accounting? Oh, accounting. Well, that's another thing. You know, it's funny because if you think about radio and broadcasting, there's more of an artistic side to that. Exactly. And accounting is the complete opposite. right? Right. And I love both. Um, yeah. And I'm doing both right now, which is kind of interesting right. because I it's hard for me to put the different hat on sometimes right? because you're really using one side of the brain and then the other right. side of the brain. Right. Yeah. But um, but yeah, accounting was um, I'm very lucky because a lot of people today, their kids today, especially they don't know what they want to do with their life. My father had gone to night school after he got married. Again, didn't have the opportunity to go before he got married, went at night. And he ha- he would have these textbooks around the house. So by the time I got older, he kept them. And, you know, I, I have no idea. I pulled this accounting textbook off the shelf and I just started, you know, I got myself in a m- mechanical pencil and I just started to, you know, write in it and learn and read it. And I just found it really interesting. I know that's kind of sick, isn't it? No, I'm an accountant too, so. Right. <laughs> but I have a totally different story. Yeah, so, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about the take on that? Somehow, you said you were pulled, kind of drawn to that particular textbook, and it happened to be accounting, and you happen to open it up, and then you just happen to start doing some of the problems? Yes. I don't know. To me, I'm going to throw the word, like, intuitive. You were drawn to it. You yeah. Know, kind of meant to be it's tapped into it yeah i never so, i never thought of it that way yeah um i think it's a great segue to talk a little bit about your intuition how, how do you feel you know your intuition how did you discover your intuition and how does it come into play in your life yeah it's funny i i'd like to think that i have intuitive skills i just feel like sometimes I, i'll get a dream and then it'll happen or yeah. right, or I'll be pushed yeah. in a certain direction, and right. it was the right thing to do. And I'm like, wow, how did I come up with that one? Um, right. And I, I think I'm trying to think some other some other examples of that. Um, you know, with with the radio station, it just seems that one thing leads to another thing mm-hmm. leads to another thing. I get a lot of ideas um, when I'm in the shower. I don't know what that means. Well, yeah, things just pop in your head, right? Right. In the shower, we're just kind of, you know, more relaxed. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's just, you know, that 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 quiet time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and so, so things have kind of worked out that way. And with my first book, 
I had that kind of intuitive um, idea because uh, I had self-published first. And right. I had this idea that was kind of out there. I was I was working with a marketer, but I was doing a lot of the work, you know, and, and coming up with the ideas, kind of like what you're doing with your new book. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Very exciting. And I, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to have her send it to Dr. Laura Schlesinger. I don't know if anybody remembers Dr. Laura. I remember her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she had this nationally syndicated radio program right. and she yeah. was she she also had all these books. And I thought, I bet you she's going to like it. And I remember the m- marketer saying to me, well, good luck with that. You know, I mean, I, you know, she was like, oh, you know, whatever, if that's what you want to do. And I just I had a very strong feeling that I needed to do that. And I went and did it. And um, here I got the producer called me and said, Dr. Laura loves it. And she's going to highlight it. And so there you go. So it was just one that's of those weird. Intuition. That's it. You kind of drew you there, even though you had almost like a Debbie Doubter. Right. Like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Your intuition you know, said, oh, no, I, I think, you know, I'm going to send it off. What, and what do I have to lose? Right. Right. But you had that pull and it worked out. It did. It, it did. Was right. Yeah. Or yeah. even, you know, even just going forward with, with the book itself, because as you know, it's it's really hard. I, I went traditional route first and ended up sending my uh, proposal to lots of different um, agents, lots of different publishers. And I have a I have a stack this thick of rejections and yeah. um, which was actually a good experience because I it doesn't bother me anymore. Rejection. Um, I keep going. And there was something that was pushing me forward and saying, you have to, you know, and I did in fairness, I had, I had people who were supportive, my family, my parents, and they were like, you, you know, you shouldn't let this die on the vine. And my husband was like, you really got to, you got something here. Yeah. And uh, so kept at it. And, and here it was picked up. And the book was actually after it was picked up by the publisher, it was um, sold in, in two countries. So there's actually, Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. There's wow, a, there's a, hard. yeah. It's funny. It, there's an. It gets easier in other lives. We tell new mothers in uh, Portuguese, and there's one in uh, Polish. And it's funny how how they ended up with different book covers because those publishing companies bought oh, the book rights. The book oh, they did. That. I'll I'll show them to you sometime. Wow. It's they're funky. You know what? Tell everyone the name of your book. It's called "It Gets Easier and Other Lies We Tell New Mothers." Mm. Yes, yes. Tell us a little bit more about it. Well, it's a book for the new mom or the mom who has had maybe a second child, um, but is, you know, has a newborn. Um, It's kind of a two-part book. The first part is some of the logistics to help with uh, baby care. I talk a little bit about baby schedules and maybe how to just get through those first few months after mm-hmm. having a baby. Yeah, because they're so those they're so hard. And then the second half of the book talks about how your life may have changed after having a baby, your relationship with your job, the stay-at-home versus at-home mom situation. I talk right. a little bit about, I bring in Maslow's hierarchy of needs and talk a little oh, bit yeah. about, right, like how things mm-hmm. have changed and how you might want to, you know, go forward, how things may, may have changed with your husband, um, how to talk yeah. through those issues. You know, it's a really, really honest book. It's funny because the, the, reviews especially on amazon which can be tough amazon reviews can be tough it's kind of it was kind of two twofold it was oh my gosh i wish i had read this it's become like a baby shower gift because when people read the title everybody laughs yeah ladies listen up if you're looking for a baby shower gift 
Say it one more time. That's it. It gets easier and other lies we tell new mothers. And of course, all the, the, the older women who are at these baby showers laugh because they're like, yeah, hello. And yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really it's kind of interesting. Some people were, oh, my gosh, this is so great. It's so honest. And then the other half are you shouldn't have been a mother in the first place. Like, there's a lot of haters out there. Like, if Wait, it's, why? oh, yeah, because. Why would someone say that? Because you're, so, you know, I think moms out there are afraid of being judged. And I think that they, you know, they're told, hey, this is the best thing to ever happen to you. And you should just enjoy it. And and it's like, listen, the reality, listen, I love my kids. But the reality okay. is my life has changed completely. completely. And no one yeah. told me, you know, Dana Carvey used to do a little bit where he, he would say to his mother-in-law, should we have kids? And the mother-in-law would say, yeah. she, in the Irish accent, you know, she would say, oh, yeah, kids are nothing. They just like, keep a little M out of your pocket. It's all good. You know, there's nothing to it. And anyone who's a parent knows, you know, that it's – and one of the things about that book was when I when I did the promotion and I visited mom's groups all over the state and yeah. some in other states – it's, it's amazing how a common theme that is. And it doesn't matter if you have money or you don't have money. Yeah. It, it, it just it just cuts across every, you know, socioeconomic dynamic, right. you know, and, and I think it is amazing that women raise babies and raise children. And we I just don't think we get enough credit for that, because it is just an amazing undertaking for for little or no thanks or or respect. Very much agree. And you know? I think a lot of the women would agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And it's so yeah. hard. I mean, it's just it hard. so hard. Yeah. So many aspects of it are hard. And it's great that, you know, I think women are truly looking for honesty. You know, um, a lot of them don't know exactly what to expect. They hear from friends or family. But, you know, when you're actually holding that baby, you know, uh, oh, what do I do? Oh, my gosh, I can't function. I have no sleep. You know, there's so many you know, issues and, um, you know, you're talking about them being honest is, uh, I'm sure, you know, very much a comfort to read that book. Yeah, that was one of the things that the, the honest, it's really honest. And, and it's honest, so yeah. honest that I'm, you know, almost my children are older now, and I'm almost afraid for them to read it. Because I think I wrote, I, I can read, I haven't read it in a while. But I, I, I wrote some really honest stuff, such as, I wonder if the hospital will take him back. <laughs> Sometimes that's what pops into your head. You're like, oh, my God, what did I do? Yeah, because, you know, you don't know what you're doing and you don't know that it's 24 seven. It is 24 seven. Yeah. And 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 yeah. And I can remember getting pregnant with my third and saying to my husband, I don't know if I can get up like that was my biggest thing. I had trouble with the the not having sleep, the sleep deprivation. The sleep deprivation, I think, is the worst so hard to function right you have to right right and and when you think about sleep deprivation, and i read about this later sleep deprivation is a torture technique (laughs) you're like okay all right i'm not crazy this is really hard exactly hello so those are the kinds of things that i include in the book that you know all mothers might not look you know the all women might not look the 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 like the look behind the curtain Curtain, yeah, but yeah, it's so true, right? Yeah. And when we and we have to stay together, we have to stick together. I think so, you know. And, and women, you know, you want to help out one another. And I think by you writing that book, you truly are 
helping other women who just don't know what they're getting into or feel guilty about how they feel. Hey, you know what? There are plenty of other women that, you know, have thought that or felt that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most, most poignant things that I remember about that time when I was promoting the book and visiting the, the moms groups in particular, I got, I used to do a little, um, presentation and one of the women sent me a note wrote me a note and she said I still have it and she said thank you so much for coming and speaking with us because women mothers they're worth your time and I thought oh "Oh." and it's so true I mean someone's like oh we had a baby good luck with that and and you're not not good luck with that I shouldn't say that it's you've had a baby and oh my gosh isn't that wonderful and marvelous and, you know, you're just so lucky. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I, I, you know, this is really hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. And, yeah. you know, my checks aren't coming in anymore. I don't have time to do anything. I can't shave my legs. And, and yet this is supposed <laughs> to be the most wonderful time in my life. You know, it's just honest. Yeah. But yeah. I, I really, again, I think women truly appreciate honesty. Yep. You know, really about honesty. I do so too. speaking of honesty. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm going to be very honest. You helped me with my book. You were my cheerleader. You know, you encouraged me in so many ways. You gave me a lot of ideas um, on a variety of things about my book, you know, especially marketing, because that's really one of my weaknesses, you know, on the marketing. But um, what advice could you give to women, you know, or men as well, um, thinking about writing a book and, you know, the whole process? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Well, I was going to say in helping you, I know what's going to happen. It's like when you write a book and you self publish, you become an expert and you you are becoming an expert. And you're also going to pass that on to someone else. You'll pay that forward. (laughs) Oh, you will be for sure. For sure. Um, I think the biggest thing to take away if you're thinking about writing a book is write it. Just write it. Write it. Um, Just write it. Just see if you can do it. Because there there are so many people who say, oh, I'd love to write a book. And I think I could write a book. Well, write it. You know, and then and then kind of see where you're at. If if you're, there is a difference between a fiction book and a nonfiction book. The fiction book, they definitely say yes, write it. The nonfiction book, they say you can provide an outline, some sample chapters, and and you can you can set, submit that and see if anybody's interested, and then you can go from there. But I, I still say write it. Okay, that's number one. Number two, if you're serious, get a book called uh, "Write the Perfect Book Proposal" by Jeff Herman. Uh-huh. Yes, right? I highly recommend it. You told me to get it. Yep. I got it, and that, that did help a lot. Yes, because that goes through how to write a book proposal, but it also goes through what you're going to want to share in terms of marketing that book. Because your book, right. you really need to be solving a problem with your book. What's What problem do you solve? What What is your book going to – what kind of stories is it going to generate? What, what kind of um, – what, what people are you trying to reach? What's your message for those people? And all about you. Why are you the perfect person to write the book? And it does it in a really kind of quickie way, you know. Right. And then it also has sample book proposals. So it's very, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. wasn't that great? Very, very helpful. Yes. So that would yeah. be my, so for $14, you can, you can. Well worth the investment. It is. You can, you can figure out, I think it's $14, but you can figure out whether or not this is something that you want to take on. But in terms of publishing itself, two, two big things, self-publishing versus traditional publishing. If you're going to go to traditional publishing, you can submit a proposal either to an agent or to the publishing company directly. 
biggest thing there is if you're going to go to a publishing company directly, look under submissions, and there are always guidelines by each publisher, and follow their directions. Don't send something in the way that they don't want it. You send it the way they want it. That's that's the biggest thing. And then if you're going to self-publish, there's all kinds of wonderful um, ways to self-publish that are less complicated than when I did it the first time in 2009. And that is that they have this wonderful thing called print on demand. And right, you can you can self-publish your book without having to go through the investment of physically printing books, maybe 3000, which is what I did the first time 3000 books printed, and then, you know, sent to your house or sent to your distributor, distributor, um, which is so it's a whole different ballgame with self publishing, it makes it a heck of a lot easier. But the, the, the thing that you have to understand, whether you self publish, or you traditionally publish, you are expected to market that book. If you traditionally publish, yes, you'll have a publicist, but you'll have a publicist who has several other books to publicize. And a publisher is going to want to know what you're going to do and what you can add in order to to sell that book. So so those are the really the biggest issues. And then the other, the other piece of it, and Phyllis and I have worked uh, through this a bit, is, yeah. yeah, be real careful before you hire someone to... Uh, do your interior well, yeah. layout, your your right. book cover, your um, some of the technical things that you need, like an ISBN number, uh, your CIP catalog in progress, in order for your book to be an actual book, you know, in the Library of Congress. Uh, right. Just make sure that you you do your homework because there are, there are some folks out there who would love to take your money Very and true. don't really know what they're doing. So so my get my the biggest clue is to ask for that person's. Um, a recommendation from someone and talk to that reference and talk to that person, uh, someone who has already worked with that person who had a book uh, developed and published and um, done. And uh, that's probably your best bet. But don't 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 give anybody any money until you do that. What do you think, Phyllis? The same? I agree 100%. And that's why I'm so thankful, Claudine, that you and a woman that I hired to Julie Marquette, um, called yourselves book shepherds yes. and they were excellent. They helped me through, you know, so many um, steps of the process and I felt comfortable. Um, you know, both of you were amazing um, and really great. Um, but before that, I had someone that it just didn't work out. So, um, you know, and that can happen and, and realize it and then, you know, right. Put the tie and then move on to, um, and again, I think, you know, uh, my intuition kind of came into play um, a little bit later with the first one, but then it, it popped in and said, okay, done, and then moved on. And, you know, with you and Julia, it, it was just fabulous. I'm so glad. And, th- and then what are the chances that, that we would have met and that you would have had that need and then I would have known yeah. who to send you? And I guess that they call well, that networking. <laughs> yeah, networking and, um, I don't know, a little bit of... Um, you know, yeah. a little bit of our destiny, uh, you know, it was meant for us to meet, um, you know, for different reasons, you know, so, um, but I don't want to forget, I do want to ask you, you are working on a second book. Yes. Right. So did you get an intuitive feeling about what this book should be about? Probably. Yeah, I probably, yeah, yeah I, I, I think what, it? yeah, I was reading about so many different issues and once you get to know me 
and you you probably know this already. I mean, there's certain issues that I really glom onto, but in right. in, in total, I'm I'm an advocate for women for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That comes through. Yeah, beautifully. It shines through in really everything you do. Yeah, and, and we should be very thankful. Yeah. You're so you know, helpful encouraging and engaging. But there are certain books that I've read over the years, and I'm a big reader, that really stuck with me. And they stuck with me for different reasons. And I would go back and I would look at that book. And I don't I don't know if you do this, but I actually write in my books. I will I will write in my books. Yeah, I do. And I heard that that. Yeah, you know I've heard of people doing that. Yeah. Henry Mercer uh, we, we yeah, I'm, I'm, I live in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and Henry Mercer is, is one of our uh, famous historical figures. He owns the um, uh, Moravian Tile Works, and his his um, home is made all of cement, and it is a tour tourist spot. And if you go on the tour, you they'll take you through the, these wonderful rooms, and it's it's just amazing how that guy lived. But anyway. He uh, was a lover of books as well. And I heard and they said that he wrote in all of his books. And I thought, okay, I'm in good company. If Henry Mercer did it, I'm okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So anyway, so I'd write in these books and things would come up uh, and I would remember and I'd go back and I thought, I got to share this because this is really good stuff. And then I started going back to the authors and interviewing them for Let's Talk and, you know, the the more good stuff. Idea. Yeah. And again, it's the it's kind of the same idea as the podcast and it's gonna be the same name, hopefully. But the idea is um, you know, here's here's a story. You know, here's a story and, and it's a juicy story, right? Because stories oh, no, we love juicy stories. We do, and they motivate Yeah, and hopefully they, they, they entertain, but but maybe there's you know, there's something in there for you. And again, not not judgmental, but hey, I found this interesting. Hopefully you do too. And you can take something from it. So there were, you know, different, yeah. each chapter will be a different subject where I'm mm-hmm. highlighting an expert and going through what happened uh, or an right. author, what happened in their life and what they shared and kind of what they, they took from it. Okay. Yeah. Any titles yet? Or no, I think I, I love stories and strategies for women. Right. Yeah, I'd okay. love the I'd love the same title, uh, same but title. Okay. yeah, but I'm going through the book book process too as well. So yeah. throw it out to a few agents and see if they like it too, and if they think it's uh, timely. But it is definitely something that's positive, and right. um, you know, and again, women are busy people, and you know, just yeah. a quick you know one chapter bite of here's this great right. story, you know, and and hopefully you know you can take take away from it, but also. Um, I don't know, have something to talk about when we have cocktail parties again. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, that's it. So um, I do, we're starting to run it a little out of time. So I ask all my guests, um, what advice would you give to listeners about exploring or expanding their intuition? I think the best advice is to stay open to it and maybe just take a few minutes to meditate and and by meditate i simply mean sit in silence which gosh do we ever get a chance to do you know my wives mothers this effort i think we have to make that conscious effort to right. do that right but if you only take i mean you think oh 20 minutes how am i gonna sit there for 20 minutes and meditate no 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 take two minutes take two yeah. minutes there's a there's a little um website called it's called egg timer but it's e dot egg timer mm-hmm. And if you go on that site, it, it's a it's just a quickie countdown, and you can set it for any amount of time you want. So set it okay. for two minutes on your yeah. phone, 
And then just, right. just, just sit in silence and just, just be open. Open and see what comes in. See what comes in. Great. Well, speaking of seeing what comes in, Uh-oh. another great segue. Oh, you really like feeding it to me. This is wonderful. Good, good. So what we always do too um, at the show um, is we'll ask two questions um, you know, that people have sent in. So ready for the first question? Sure. Okay, Claudine. So Lynn would like to know, when will my daughter meet her soulmate? Hi, Lynn. Uh, when will mm-hmm. Lynn's daughter meet her, meet her soulmate? soulmate. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be within six months to a year. <gasps> Ooh, yay, Lynn. I hope she's not 13. One year. No, actually, you know, let's see. Hopefully, she, I, I have a feeling that she's probably... Um, Maybe 20s. But that's, I mean, if this is what, because you're the expert here. I've never really done this before. But if that's what, if it's what something pops in your head, that's what popped in my head. That's what happens. Okay. So, you know, it'll just pop in your head. That's one way to pick up information. And there we go. There we go. So, um, Lynn, you'll have to come back and let us know. Please let us know. Six months or one year. And good luck. Yes. Good luck. So the second question is from Brian. And Brian would like to know, um, what were signs for you to let you know about your intuition? Oh, that's a great question, Brian. Uh, I think I think probably creating the book was something, the first book, my first book, was something that I felt really, really strongly about. And it was it was something that I'd put aside and it would just keep coming back to the front of my mind. Again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that was my first sign because does that make sense? I I think it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you know, we might get a thought, but we'll like ignore it. Right. But then like I feel the universe is persistent. Okay. We really want you to get this one. We're going to send it again or show up, you know, in a different way. Yeah. Right. And there's a, there's a certain amount of, uh, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to put yourself out there, as you know, with a book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard. It's almost like you write the book, but you don't really want anyone to read it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you, it's, it's very difficult to put yourself out there and to get your, your feelings out there. And this was something that was scary for me to do. And I just, uh, my mind just kept saying, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, part of the universe, this must come out. Right, right. You know, it's funny though, that thrift, um, there's another website called thriftbooks.com. I don't know if you're familiar. No. Okay. It's a used book site and it's, it's nation nationwide. Really Mm -hmm. cool. So if there's a book that, um, my son is getting into reading now that he's out of school and he reading for pleasure and he had all these books that he wanted and they were really hard to find. And and I I found a lot of them on thrift books. Anyway, I I don't usually do this, but I, uh, I looked up my own book. Oh, I wonder if my, this is after months of using the site. Oh, I wonder if it it gets easier is on that site. And it is. Let me tell you, those reviews are so nice. Oh, yes, and if yeah, and when when I read somebody write, you know, this really helped me through my first year. Thank you so much for writing. I just, you know, that's it is. That's that's really what it's all about. And that was really the the idea. Like I had some great help along the way. A a woman had given me one of my best girlfriends' um, had, had mother had given me an old baby schedule. And Joseph was maybe, you know, two, let's say, you know, 
I don't know, four weeks. And he was not sleeping through the night. And let me tell you, that's that's what I, I'm an accountant. I want directions. I wanted directions. And this thing saved my life. And I said, I got, I got to, I got to share this with, with other women. And that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's just the basic idea. So yeah, I think that was it. It was just kept coming at me. Preponderance, Brian. Yep. Stick with it. Stick with it, right? Already. Well, I am very sorry to say we are out of time. But uh, I can't thank you enough, Claudine. This was awesome. Once again, you gave great advice, as you usually do. And I I, I so appreciate it. Um, So when your second book is finished, we'll have to have you back again so we can talk about it. Oh, I love that. And thank you so much for having me. And good luck with your book. Oh, thank you so much. So um, I also want to let everyone know if anyone would like to send in some questions, just go to www.readingsbyphyllis.com, send them in, and hopefully we can get uh, to have them answered by, um, you know, our guests that we're interviewing. So once again, thank you, Claudine. Thank you, viewers and listeners. And uh, take care and God bless. You're listening to Stories and Strategies for Women podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a review. Visit me at my website, ClaudineWalk.com. Drop me a note on Instagram at ClaudineWalk. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.